Welcome to another episode of the Marriage Mentor Podcast with Eric and Jolene Engel, where Eric and Jolene answer marriage questions for believers, looking at the root of the problem instead of the symptom, always while applying God's wisdom and word for a Christ-centered marriage. Hi, I'm Eric Engel here with my beautiful wife, Jolene, for another episode of the Marriage Mentor. What do we have today? Well, today we have a letter from a mom um, and wife, and this is what she has to say. Dear Jolene, I'm frustrated with my husband in a lot of ways, but I need help firstly in one way. My husband works for himself and often procrastinates with getting to work at a reasonable time, and he often comes home early. Sometimes he decides he doesn't feel like going at all, so he just doesn't. We have seven children, and we have never owned our own home. We have so many needs. How do I deal with the frustration? He gets very defensive if I say say anything. I'm a stay-at-home homeschool mom and am expecting number eight this year. What would you do if you were me? Wow. (laughs) Eight kids. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's... I can't even imagine that. Um, I can imagine my my husband being self-employed. Well, and you know... We say eight kids, that would be hard for us, but some gals have a heart for just being that mom and love those kids. So, obviously, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just... Uh, I, my body could never handle that. That, that's, <laughs> that seems like a lot of, lot of faces to keep track of. Right, right. So, I could imagine her being extremely frustrated because she has a lot to manage. She has a lot to train. There's a lot on her plate just in the basic necessities. Of feeding them, right. bathing them, training them, you know that that right there is just um, obviously a full time job, and then some. Right. Okay. So we look at the husband, and she's frustrated because he doesn't have the same sense of urgency about his work or about bringing in as much money as she does. Right. And- right. And whether you have one kid or eight kids, this is a common a common thing amongst. Wives. Well, I imagine feeding eight kids costs more than feeding one, obviously. Yes. yes. So, so there is that sense of step up to the plate, husband. You know, I need you to get moving. Okay. So, so first of all, since we're talking to the wife, she's the one who wrote in. We have a guy that she wants to help motivate and she doesn't know how to do. And she's not feeling very, very good about him. Right. And obviously, if I was speaking to the husband... You know, I kick him in the rear and I'd say, look, get on the ball, go out and make some money for your family and provide for your family. And hopefully I, at least that he's providing, they haven't owned a home. And by the way, there's nothing in the Bible that says you have to own a home. Right. Right. Okay, so I know that that's the American dream and I understand that, but uh, ultimately some people may not own a home. Hey, does- Abraham had a tent. <laughs> right. <laughs> Absolutely, and Jesus didn't have a place to lay his head. Right, right. So uh, I understand that, that that provides some security or sense of security. I won't say security, but a sense of security and a, a sense of uh, control and that sort of thing. But uh, let's, let's talk about this husband that may not be doing enough. And by the way, since I can't speak to him unless she kind of plays this in earshot of him. Uh, you know, there's nothing we can say to the husband right now because he's not he's not the one asking the question. Right, right. So 
Nor would he. It, no, well. <laughs> he probably wouldn't ask the question. Uh, he's happy how things are. Right, right. He sounds like he's self-employed. He goes in late or sometimes doesn't go in at all. He comes back early. Um, at least he comes back rather than going to the bar, some place like that. Right, right. But he, so I'm going to I'm gonna turn this over to you. What do you do with a guy like that? Okay, because he doesn't have a whole lot of motivation. And there's been times, I've been self-employed since I've been 18, but there's been times when I haven't been very motivated. Right, Okay. So what do you do? Well, the spirit-filled wife, because I'm both, okay? You're both. What's the other one? I'm both. The flesh-filled wife, okay? You know, there's, there's moments, minutes, hours, days, weeks, that if I if my I don't do a heart check, I am the flesh-filled wife, and I'm examining you in the flesh. Okay, so my flesh tendencies would say I'm not fixing him dinner, and I'm not getting out of bed, and I'll let all eight kids run around <laughs> wild, and then you know, and I would do it on a day. I would do it on a day that he decides to stay home. Basically, <laughs> I've, I've decided to take the day uh, off. Don't even dress him; just let him yes, run around the house right. naked. So and that's see what, what the fle- that. that's what the flesh would right. say. And you know, I'm certainly not advocating this, but that's just the realness of your marriage mentor. You know, right. <laughs> that that's just how I would view things. Kind of, I could be bitter, or I could just be like, it, it is what it is. I don't have the motivation to have the responsibility to take care of them. And you'd probably look at me like. What's the matter? How come they're all running around? Well, I kind of lost the motivation to take care of them today. <laughs> okay. But that's the flesh side. Right. Okay. The spirit side says, Jolene, pull up your bootstraps and work unto the Lord. Okay. This is my responsibility. They're my children. Not to say that they're not yours, but I know my role. And my role is to, I'm in the home. I'm to take care of the home. I uh, provide the meals. I bring the training. That's not to say that... Well, you know, when you're when you're home in the evening that you don't take care of the kids. But obviously she's got eight kids, so she is pulling up her bootstraps. Otherwise, right. there would be chaos. OK, but and, and I'm sure she's overwhelmed. I, I mean, she's she's doing doing her job. Right. She's, but, uh, she's doing her can, job full time and then some. Can she do anything about this? Can she can she motivate him? Can she inspire him? Can she uh influence him what can she do well i it's funny she put on there that um if she tries to talk to him about it he gets defensive okay so that tells me that he's either running from his responsibility right or he does not know i mean well he, he doesn't know how to have the two of them come together and move forward um as a unit, as a one flesh unit to maybe create a budget to maybe, you know, being self-employed, maybe you don't always know what your in- income is going to be that month. I know a very, lot of times we didn't know that. Very hard to set a budget when you're self-employed. Right. So sometimes what I would say to you, especially when there's some insecurities, uh, maybe from some past issues, we try and come together and say, hey, I want to talk to you, but please don't. This is in no way a criticism. I don't want you to get defensive. I want you to hear my heart. Okay. So I think that that has helped you to hear me more, but he's retreating. And so I don't even know if she could, I don't know the state of the marriage. Well, okay. So let's look at it this way. He feels defensive because he feels like he's being attacked. Now, right. maybe he's not being attacked, but 
she doesn't have the relationship with him where she can say, hey, uh, you do a great job for us. And I'm just wondering, do you want to grow this business? What do you want to do? How can I help you? How can I encourage you? What, right. what's, what's going on? Okay, right. rather, rather, Coming beside him rather than coming against him. And I know she probably feels like she needs to come against him because she's he, fed up. He needs a kick in the rear, right? Right. right. But kicking him, I, for me, there's times when I could come at you and admonish, kind of like, "What are you doing?" Okay, well, but that's, that's but based, that's not the first. That's not the first path. Right, and that's based on our relationship right. too. Right. If we're if we are tight in our relationship. You know, you can you can be very bold and say, "Hey, why are you doing this?" And I probably say, "I don't know. That's a good question." Okay, <laughs> right. because I know that that you're with me. But there are other times, you, yeah, that I, you might say, "Hey, why are you doing this?" And I say, "Hey, shut up." Right. Well, you know? the the key is, do you safely trust in me? And the key for this man is, he's not trusting in her. And so she's got to go there first. She's, she's got to build that trust first and help him realize that she's on his side. That they're one first. And then she can... So how many times in our marriage do you hear me say to you, I'm for you, I'm on your side? Well, you say it either verbally or non-verbally on a daily basis. Right. So did you catch that, wifey? Okay, this is an ongoing thing. Eric and I have been married 18 years. Okay, it's an ongoing thing that we that we try and instill in each other. Okay, because it's easy to get complacent in your relationship. It's easy to take each other for granted, and it's easy to assume the worst. I hear, I hear at least once a week from you that's great being married to you. Now, that's a wonderful thought. I'm, I'm sure looking when I look at myself, going, yeah, I don't see how she sees it's great being married to you, but you build me up and encourage me and let me know that you're on my side. You're my gal. Well, so this is what this wife could do in this situation: is build the trust. If a husband safely trusts in her, he's going to allow her to influence him. Okay, so one of the ways, I mean, if you were with a girlfriend, how do you build build trust? You build trust by coming at her and saying, that outfit looks like garbage on you. It makes your butt look bigger than, you know, whatever. And of course, you're not going to do that. You're not going to say those things, you know. So let's look at it with the man. You can look at the issue. It's very easy to look at the problem in the marriage. But many times I want to encourage wives, don't be so consumed with the problem look at the long term what type of relationship do you want to have right to approach him and say hey you're not doing a good job the only way anyone could ever do that is if they're in the army and they have no say over what the sergeant tells them okay and they've just relinquished all control okay and you know, then they'll break you down and build you back up. But this is not a marriage. You cannot do that in a marriage. Yeah, you got to build up your guy when he does go off and he's, you know, gone during those hours that you think he should be gone or even the hours that you think he shouldn't be gone. It's just like, hey, thanks for working hard today. And he only worked two hours. He might be looking at you feeling a little bit convicted because he knew. Well, and make sure it doesn't sound sarcastic. When yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You don't want to take that path. But other things that Eric and I will do for each other is, you know, he might fix something in the house and I might, you know, be so busy with dinner or ministry or the boys or whatever. And he'll say, Hey, did you know that I, I fix this? You know, we point out to each other ways that we're serving one another. Okay. So one of the things that you know, might help is, hey, love, I made this um, your favorite meal. You know, I'd make his favorite meal. 
the day he didn't work hard. You know, I made you your favorite meal because you're heaping coals of kindness on his head because you're showing him, hey, I'm invested in you. You know, I want what's best for us. And then as you build that trust, then he might be a little bit open to hear you share your fears, not your frustrations, but it's a fear. I have this fear. We've got baby number eight coming along. And I'm afraid that we won't have the income to pay for the rent and pay for the food and pay for the diapers and so forth. As opposed to going to him and saying, I'm frustrated that you're so lazy and we rent our home. Okay? That that's not, you're not going to build trust there. He's going to feel worthless about himself. And he's going to think, well, why bother trying to be, be a better husband for this woman who just always thinks that I'm a louse at everything. Right. So. Right. You be his biggest cheerleader. Because no one else is. No. No one else is telling him he's doing a great job or, or anything like that. Well, and he might want to, I, I don't know. I mean, he's, he's dealing with, with almost eight kids. I mean, seven kids right now. There's got to be a certain amount of mental and emotional um, a weight there. I mean, there's a responsibility there. So, you know, you have to look at each other doing the best that they can and assuming the best. And that's one of the things that I would try and tell you. I'm on your side and I'm going to assume the best. Does your husband think that? That's the question. If he doesn't, then be the one who, who builds that in him. Right. And, and there's many ways to do that. It's not, we're not going to go into that right now, but uh, there are many ways for him to feel like uh, you're on his side. Yeah. So I would build the trust, you know, go back to the mindset that you had when you were dating. You thought very highly of him. He probably does not think that you feel that way anymore. And then the other thing that I would do as a wife when I'm not in my flesh-filled state, you know, when I'm pursuing the things of the Lord, I'd go back to Colossians 3, 23 and 25. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you're working for the Lord rather than for people. Remember that the Lord will give you an inheritance as your reward and that the master you're serving is Christ. But if you do what is wrong, you will be paid back for the wrong you have done, for God has no favorites. I stand before the Lord at the end of my life. Eric's not standing there with me, and I'm not standing there with Eric. It's me and the Lord and what I've done. So that helps me to keep my eyes on me and not be examining you. So those are my thoughts. Okay. Great thoughts. Okay. I'm Jolene Engel here with my husband, Eric, and we will see you next time.